Live from Hazard, Kentucky, this is Jammin' John's Wrestling News. Here's your news for Friday, May 10th, 2019. We start off with some breaking news in the professional wrestling world. Reddit user Farce Vacant compiled a list of offensive online posts that were allegedly made by WWE star Lars Sullivan several years ago. The posts were made on the Bodybuilding.com message board. Here is the list which has made the front page of Reddit's wrestling section. Now, before I get into this post, I'd like to warn all of you that these statements made on behalf of Lars Sullivan are very offensive, very controversial, and they are very disturbing. So, listener discretion advised. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this post. So, this post, of course, comes from Reddit.com, and it reads as follows. This information was compiled by Farce Vacant, and any gold silver should go to his comment here. I'm only posting it for visibility in the hopes that real WWE sees this board sediment on a guy who it looks like is about to get a massive push. It goes on to say that Lars Sullivan's username on the bodybuilding forums is El Perfecto, and there is proof that this is Lars. There are links that shows Lars Sullivan back when he was a little bit younger because these posts are from 2013, and they are legit. I looked at the links and uh, just really shocked me. Now, into the more shocking part of this post is the statements that Lars Sullivan made. And like I said, listener discretion advised, these are very controversial and very offensive. So here is what Lars Sullivan said on Bodybuilding.com's forums. In one particular thread, he said, Some blacks want to take advantage of their great-grandparents' misfortunes, and they want a piece of the pity pie. Instead of taking some personal responsibility, they choose to attack the white man and say we must take care of them financially. Black Panther Party, these guys are the epitome of racist clowns. When immigrants, particularly of the illegal persuasion coming from our neighbors down south, hear that we are the land of the free, to them that means they get free stuff. There is a clear political divide among the races. The Democrats essentially bribing minorities for votes is the root cause of this problem so many other reasons. Now on top of that very controversial and very offensive statement that Lars Sullivan made on this website, he also commented on another post praising a mass shooter, though I'm not going to get into that, but uh, he did do that. He praised the mass shooter and the guy that's writing this post said, here's a ton more links from my personal stash. I have screenshots of these, but they're not posted online. Though anyone can make their own by going to the page links and looking at the El Perfecto and disenfranchised post by Lars. Continuing on with uh, his offensive and controversial statements, Lars Sullivan also said on this website, If we're going off scientific facts, obviously whether Hispanic or black women, who pops out the most babies at the youngest age, Hispanics followed by blacks, why do 50% of black women have STDs? Sleuths. On the flip side, I will ask, what are Kofi and R-Truth supposed to be? A PG Black Panther stable. I always wondered why they had to team up two black guys. Both those guys look like they could be in a prison black gang. Other controversial and offensive statements that Lars Sullivan made on this website was the gray area of rape. He referred to people on the left side of the political spectrum in the United States as feminine and says he is against religion. He also said that AJ Styles would not do well in WWE. Keep in mind this was after Lars was signed to WWE. He also dissed Daniel Bryan. He also said that he liked making fun of gay and non-white people. 
He also talked about how he would make someone feel worthless if they talked about their gay sex in the same thread from the previous post. He said that The Rock rode Steve Austin's coattails. He said that he was against psych medication. He also called people with mental problems weak. He made fun of the notion of people suffering from social anxiety. He also said that people with mental issues need to grow up. He said that Del Rio only got pushed because he is Mexican. He called the NAACP clowns. He said that Scott Hall was going to overdose. He made more racial comments about handouts. He said that Zack Ryder was cringeworthy. He also said that he was against Middle Eastern tourism because they worship terrorists. He said that he doesn't want people from the Middle East countries in the United States. He said that the media is too easy on you people, talking about Middle Easterners. He also shot on Dave Meltzer and Chinese wrestling. He talked about how mentioning the smell of women is gay, which that makes no sense whatsoever. He said that Muslims should be demonized for their religion. Said A.J. Lee looked like a 16-year-old Gilbert Gottfried in drag. A.J. Lee. He also joked about Stone Cold beating Deborah. He laughed at Canyon committing suicide. He said that McMahons don't care about Mexicans politically, but that they will exploit any race to make money. He said that Vince McMahon was a cokehead. He said the last dump he took is more important to him than Israel. And he also dissed WWE's Susan G. Komen charity efforts. Now with all this controversy surrounding the statements that Lars Sullivan made, there are a couple of WWE superstars that are making their own statements in regards to everything that Lars Sullivan said in the past. Big E responded on Twitter to a fan's comment about the Lars Sullivan incident that has gone viral. It all started when at Chains for Alice tweeted to Big E, Are you aware of this racist butthole that you're going to have to work with? Of course, got to keep it PG. And Big E said, Many are aware. If true, he has to bear the albatross of being a bigot and working in a company that is now filled with minorities. And I just want to praise Big E for that statement right there because that is 100% true. And also, other than Big E, Kalisto also addressed Lars comments by tweeting on Twitter, He just needs to get out of my way. I'm Latino. Now, Brian Alvarez of F4WOnline.com commented on Lars Sullivan and if there is heat on him for his controversial online post, here's what Alvarez said courtesy of RingsideNews.com. I don't know how he is going to respond to Big E and apparently other people in the locker room being unhappy with what he posted on the internet. In WWE's minds, he did this and he apologized for it. He told them that he was wrong and that he was remorseful and in their minds, it's a done deal. Also, Twitter account at WrestleVotes noted the following about this situation by saying, I talked to one of my main sources regarding this Lars Sullivan stuff. The source states WWE is aware of what's making the rounds online. His exact words, they are hoping it stays low and disappears. My take, they aren't going to do a damn thing. I hope I'm wrong. And Lars Sullivan himself issued the following statement to WrestlingNews.co regarding his controversial online post that recently went viral. Sullivan stated, There is no excuse for the inappropriate comments that I made years ago. They do not reflect my personal beliefs nor who I am today. And I apologize to anyone I offended. Well, it seems as though that apology is not enough, because when asked for comments about Lars Sullivan's controversial comments that went viral, Mars Wrigley, the owner of the Snickers candy bar, sent out the following response. We learned of Lars Sullivan's comments recently and sharing your shock and disgust. 
As a values-based company, we find his behavior abhorrent and unacceptable. We have engaged the WWE to discuss this situation and seek to understand what actions they will take to swiftly address this matter. We hope this information is helpful, and we wish you all a great day. Your friends at Mars Wrigley Company. And I also want to say this, if you remember last year at WrestleMania 34, whenever the WWE announced the fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal, Mars Wrigley got very pissed off at WWE for going and calling it the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, and they opted to drop out of their sponsorship contract with WWE, you know, with the Snickers brand, because there were fans online that went and uncovered a lot of bad stuff that Fabulous Moolah had done. And of course, that's how you got the renaming of the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal to the Women's Battle Royal. And in my opinion, I feel as though that the WWE will probably take his push away from him. Uh, because they are not going to lose millions of dollars from Mars Wrigley on a bigot who really needs to get his head examined. And if it was me, I would release him. Have him survive on the independent scene, seeing as though he wanted to take a shortcut to WWE and not, you know, wrestle on the independent scene. And when he uh, went and said that on Bodybuilding.com's forum, which by the way, you know, I'm not trying to be controversial or anything like that when I say this. Uh, but anybody that comes from bodybuilding.com is a douchebag. Everything on that website is negativity and putting other people down because you don't have the same opinion. and It's just really, really toxic. So I just want to point that out there. If it was me, I would definitely release him from the company for all of that. And uh, sorry just doesn't cut it in this day and age. I suffer from anxiety problems and I have ever since I was five years old. You know, uh, Mauro Ronaldo suffers from bipolar disorder. Kofi Kingston is now the WWE Champion. And that's what really matters. And uh, also, uh, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody that has the same mental illness that I have. Uh, that is my anxiety disorders. This is a guy who made fun of people with mental illnesses and anxiety. And he went and he had a panic attack and didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. Again, not making fun of anybody that has anxiety problems, but shouldn't have been saying that. And that really makes you look hypocritical. So I have no respect for Lars Sullivan, and I think that he needs to get out. And uh, if he doesn't get out, somebody in that locker room will go and uh, shut him up. So that's how I feel about it. you know. And what really pisses me off as well is that you've got these wrestling fans out here that are not really wrestling fans. They're just a bunch of marks. That, that are going and defending him. And they're saying, oh, well, these people that are neckbeards and sensitive and man-childs are going and getting their panties in a wad with all of this and, you know, complaining about it. And I had one person uh, on NoDQ.com, uh, it was a user that commented on all this, that said that racism is absolutely fine. No, no, it's not. It's really not. You can call me a neckbeard, you can call me a mark, you can call me a sensitive man-child. I don't really care what you think about me. All that I really care about is standing up for the right thing, and that is that racism is a horrible thing, and somebody like this does not deserve the push that he is getting. And I also love the professional wrestling business enough to know that when somebody is cutting corners to try to get to WWE or Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor or wherever, and they don't go through uh, the indie process, I just 
don't have a lot of respect for people that do that. I started out on the independent scene. It's hard. You know, there's a lot of people who wrestle for 15, 20 years that never get that call up to a major promotion. You got to really think about that. You know, and going, in my opinion, and cutting corners to try to get somewhere shows that you don't really have a lot of respect for the business. And if you don't have respect for this business, then I don't have respect for you. So that's my hot take on all of this. Uh, I think that he's a terrible person, and I feel as though that the WWE, uh, for their sake, should take his push away from him, and they should fire him. That's what I really feel like they should do, but uh, I don't work for WWE. I don't have any knowledge of WWE's backstage stuff. I'm just a wrestling fan who was lucky to be in the wrestling business as well. So we'll just uh, sit back and we'll see what happens on that. But uh, it's uh, just such a shame to hear about all that stuff. It really is. Makes me sick to my stomach to hear about stuff like this. And uh, for WWE's sake, I hope that they, uh, they do the right thing on this. In other news, as previously noted, the WWE is not going to grant Luke Harper his release and will be extending Harper's contract six months past November due to Harper's injury. Now, since Harper has no future bookings, Dave Meltzer of F4WOnline.com noted that Harper asked if he could get out in November, but Vince McMahon told him to take it up with Paul Levesque, who then didn't respond to him. Twitter account at WrestleVotes noted the following about WWE's next event in Saudi Arabia on June 7th. WrestleVotes tweeted on Twitter, Not yet official, but the name that's being discussed for the upcoming Saudi Arabia show on June the 7th, WWE Sands of Time. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com recently commented on Sheamus being injured and his status with WWE. Sean Ross Sapp said, I had heard last year that there were a lot of people that were surprised that Sheamus could still wrestle as effectively as he could, considering some of the injury issues and the pain that he had been in. Honestly, the thing I was told by one wrestler was that if he got through WrestleMania, that would be really awesome. Not as if they were hoping that or the company was hoping that, but that wrestler personality was hoping that Sheamus could get through this WrestleMania, and he did, and that was about it. No update yet, but man, with a bad neck and then you get a concussion on top of that, that's not hot. Thanks to ringsidenews.com for quotes. During an appearance on Edge and Christian's Pot of Awesomeness, Ty Dillinger opened up about asking for his release from WWE by saying, The decision had been in my mind. It was a six-month process. I got injured in October, but before that, I was going to ask for a couple weeks off to clear my head and figure out what I wanted to do. But then I got injured, so that gave me three months to think. I changed my look, I changed my gear, and I pitched half a dozen ideas. I talked to Vince McMahon, and I might have put my foot in my mouth, but I needed to say what I needed to say, and I stand by what I said. I did feel that when I came back, things were going to be different. They were not. I had a conversation and was told to wait and give it a few weeks. Weeks passed, and it was it. It put me in a bad place because my performance was suffering. I was dreading it. I was praying that the audience would acknowledge that I still existed because it felt like I didn't at the time. When you're not giving it your all, they could see it, and it wasn't fair to them. It was time to go. I was probably late in leaving, actually. Thanks to Fightful.com for the quotes. According to F4WOnline.com, the plan at this time is for Becky Lynch's WrestleMania 36 opponent to be someone other than Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair. In addition to that, Meltzer added that the one thing we've been told is that the opponent plan right now is not Stephanie McMahon. 
Of course, with WrestleMania being so far away, plans can always change. And finally, here on Jam and John's Wrestling News, the Rap.com noted the following about AEW's rumored television deal by saying, The All Elite Wrestling Turner deal is virtually done. A person with knowledge of the plan tells the Rap exclusively. Current plans call for the partnership to be announced an hour before Warner Media's Wednesday upfront event. The belief is that a weekly AEW wrestling show is expected to air on TNT this fall. That is your news for Friday, May 10th, 2019. I'd like to apologize for not doing a lot of episodes this week of Jam and John's Wrestling News. I've been uh, going through a lot of problems with my mental health on top of a lot of problems in my career of broadcasting, uh, having a lot of problems at the uh, current workplace and uh, trying to get everything situated and hopefully straightened out. So uh, send good vibes and prayers my way because it is a very difficult situation for me in my career right now, and I really don't know what's going to happen. So send good vibes and prayers my way. I would greatly appreciate it. And once again, I apologize for not being able to do a lot of episodes this week. But check back here Monday for another great Jam and John's Wrestling News Flash Briefing on Amazon Alexa devices, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at John Caldwell, J-O-N-C-O-L-W-E-L-L. Follow me on Instagram, The Jam and John. If you'd like to sponsor Jam and John's Wrestling News or your wrestling promotion wanting to get your next big event out, you can email me, jzcaldwell at gmail.com. That's J-Z-C-O-L-W-E-L-L at gmail.com. Big shout out to Ryan Hurdle and Tony Nelson for subscribing to my Patreon. You too can subscribe to me by going to patreon.com slash John. I have free packages on there ranging from free to $7. Not a whole lot of money. I would really appreciate it if you supported me a little bit financially. Once again, that's patreon.com slash John. This is Jamin' John saying thanks, goodbye, and have a great weekend, everybody.